on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. What would it take to get John Gibson away from the Anaheim Ducks? We're finally going to address this today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going? I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for a long time. A reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard, including the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. Follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. All right, let's get right into it already. So I've had this on my post-its for a while. There was a show a couple weeks ago where I was talking with Sarah Avampato and this question came up and I specifically was going to write this down on the air and I did it and I still have it right in front of me and it says verbatim, what would it take to get John Gibson away from the Anaheim Ducks? I think we did this around the same time that we made our poor predictions. Oh boy. Um, yeah, Sarah's going to come back. We're going to have our conference final predictions. And before we get started, I just want to address that um, we had some really poor picks. As of right now, three of the four sem- or sorry, yeah, three of the four division finals are done. If Vegas wins tonight, then Sarah will come back for a Friday show and we'll make our predictions since games would be beginning this weekend if that series goes some seven then she'll come back on monday and then we'll make our picks so stay tuned for that all right so john gibson is obviously a very integral part of the anaheim ducks he's been here since 2014 Uh, he is signed long term for the anaheim ducks which i guess is good because the ducks need a goalie if it wasn't for john gibson they would have been dead last they would have allowed way more goals than, frankly, they should have. He signed for another, I think, six years after this at $6.4 million, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not a humongous cap hit. In particular, you know, good goalies that give you the kind of action that he does. Goalies that give you that, you know, I guess je ne sais quoi, as it were. He knows how to play the puck perfectly. He knows how to get the best out of his teammates. He knows how to direct traffic when the puck gets his way and he decides to play it. So you want that premier goalie. John Gibson is still only 27 years old. I still don't think he's in his prime yet. The only reason it looks worse than it is is because the Ducks have no defense in front of him. Zero defense. I mean, if the Ducks are smart, and hopefully they are, maybe they'll get some young defensemen in this upcoming free agent market. Maybe they'll get a good left-handed defenseman in the draft because they have plenty of right-handed defensemen. They have Josh Manson, Kevin Shattenkirk, Hayden Fleury, Andy Walensky, Jamie Drysdale, all right-handed defensemen. That's what they have. Oh, and they also have, you know, Axel Anderson and Hunter Drew also in there. I mean, they got a couple of lefties. They got Cody Curran and Simone Benoit, who's lefty. But if the Ducks are smart, they will go left-handed defenseman in this year's draft. So what would it take to get John Gibson away? First, they would have to get some kind of goalie back. It doesn't have to be a premier... I mean, this is just hypothetical, folks. Hypothetical. 
But this question came up last week. It came up again in a locker room where someone else asked, is it possible at all that John Gibson could move on from the Ducks? I mean, the fact that this has come up more than once, I should address it. The Ducks would need a goaltender back. Maybe not the caliber of a John Gibson, but maybe just someone that might need a fresh start or someone that's looking to re-kickstart their career. Maybe a little bit younger than John Gibson. I would say someone maybe 24 or 25 that has had some struggles that is just looking for a fresh start. So that would be the starting point. Get some kind of goalie back. That way you don't rely all on Anthony Stolarz and maybe Lucas Dostal. So there's that. Two, maybe get some kind of defenseman back or some kind of score. I would say more than likely get some kind of defenseman back because that is the biggest struggle for the Ducks. Yeah, they can't score, but defensively, they need to improve on that to make their goaltender look good. So at least get some kind of defender back. Maybe a draft pick. If the Ducks are smart, they would try to get at least a second round pick for that because next year's draft is going to look much better than this year's draft. So that's just a starting point. That's scenario one. You know, get another goaltender, get a defenseman, get maybe a second round pick. And that would be fine. I think the Ducks might be okay with that if they go that route. I'm not saying they would, but I'm saying that's a possibility. Uh, Let's go to scenario two. And this one I had written down for a long time because I thought, well, they're going to have a lot of open cap space. So maybe get someone that's just at the end of a contract, maybe a one-year rental a veteran kind of player that would prove to be valuable. And I specifically wrote down veteran defenseman for one year, like a one-year expiring contract, pick up that money because they have the space. And for all of these, I still have get some kind of goaltending back. So pick up a goaltender, maybe another like one-year goaltender. That's it. Maybe another expiring contract. But in that case, if you're going to get some expiring contracts, then you have to demand a first round pick. I look at next year's draft, the 2022 draft, and there's a lot of good first round picks available next year. So if there's a way to go, that would be it, is get a solid, solid first round pick. And maybe that's the strategy going forward, is get as many first round picks for the 2022 draft, as many as possible. Because there are some big names coming up. So that's another scenario that I see. I do have one more scenario on just a possible trade and what that might look like. But we're going to head into the break right now. And let's talk about one of our newest sponsors, which is Stat Hero. So do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose, uh, unless you're me? I mean, is it really that surprising? Yeah, I like fantasy sports. There you go. The game's rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups who have more tools and more time. But what if we introduced you to Stat Hero? It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. So here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You're, you name your stakes. Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. So it's all about just 
having that advantage, seeing what you're going up against before. And that's great for, I guess, new DFSers. So, if you want to change the odds in your favor, go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now, you can get three times back on your first play. Yeah, they're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on to sign up today. All right, so I have one more scenario that I want to talk about as far as, well, where can they go? Should they maybe not get a goaltender? If they don't get a goaltender back, just how many picks should they get? Well, that's kind of a very unlikely scenario, but we'll talk about that after this brief word from Wealthfront. I've talked about this in the past, and lots of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market, and only 1% of day traders actually beat the market. So team up with Wealthfront instead. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in a matter of minutes. Wealthfront is trusted with over 20 billion bucks of assets, and you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com forward slash locked on NHL. All you need is five five hundred dollars to get started and grow your wealth the easy way and let those guys at Wealthfront do all the work for you. So to get your first five thousand managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings and get started today. Member FDIC. Alright, so I'm going to go with the unlikely scenario first because this one's kind of a bizarre one and I thought the Ducks would never do this but just entertain the idea that maybe the Ducks don't get back a goaltender and maybe they just go after a couple of prospects and some draft picks, plural. If they were to go that route, I'm looking at a couple of 21-year-old goaltenders that, you know, they could be fine, I guess. But then you look at, well, what about draft picks? Again, the 2022 NHL draft, I think, is going to be stockpiled with a lot of talent. And looking ahead, there's going to be just a lot of, I guess, great, great young players that are draft eligible. Uh, Seamus Casey is going to be one of the biggest names. Jack Devine, I think, is going to be a stellar player. So is Shane Wright. So is Matthew Savoie. Yeah, there's a ton of talent in the 2022 pool that a lot of people are saying are going to be better than this year's draft and higher ceilings than this year's draft. So really, I look at it this way. Go for the players in the 2022 draft. Go for those players instead and see what you get. Roll the dice. Yes, I'm actually suggesting... Why not just roll the dice on some of those players? Uh, Maddox Fleming, who's been big for the U.S. National Under-17 team. He's been huge for them. So has Isaac Howard. Man, that kid is really good. You know, last season in the development program, he had 54 points in 34 games. That's disgusting. (laughs) Those are sick numbers. Uh, Frank Nazar, someone else that I can't believe doesn't get talked about a whole lot. He had 55 points in 44 games. Uh, That's someone that I look at as being a cornerstone piece for a team. 
So those are some of the top prospects, but the list of top prospects are bigger in the 2022 draft than this year's draft. This year's draft, the list of top prospects is maybe a few, but 2022, we're talking about a list of maybe 10 to 15 top prospects in next year's draft. So if there's a possibility, then I don't know, maybe go after someone of that caliber in next year's draft. Go after like the top prospect quality and get two draft picks, two first round draft picks. If you can get two first rounders and maybe a couple of prospects for John Gibson and maybe get a goalie in free agency, is that going to be the worst thing possible? Maybe not. I mean, that's where I see like next year's draft going. Don't forget, we have some fairly decent players in this offseason's free agent market. You know, Tuka Rask, I know he did not look good in the playoffs. He just got eliminated, but Tuka Rask is a free agent. Uh, Pecorine, he's older, but he's a free agent. Hey, let's go off the board. Why not bring back Freddie Anderson? You know, he's a free agent. Maybe bring him back. Or maybe you want to go somewhat younger. Maybe you dare to go Peter Mrazek. I mean, that's not the worst idea. I know Grubauer is a free agent, but I don't think Colorado is going to give him up that easily. So Grubauer is going to be a free agent. Hey, how about someone that is kind of like under the radar and he needs a change? How about Linus Olmark? Yes, he was away in Buffalo. He's not a bad goaltender as far as some of the advanced analytics. He had a very poor defense in front of him. He had probably one of the worst defenses in front of him. So why not look at Linus Olmark as a possible free agent for the Ducks, just in case they go that route. And someone else that I kind of like that got some decent playing time is Chris Dredger from the Florida Panthers. He's also a free agent. I'm just saying there are some possibilities out there. So that's just in case they go that route. All right, uh, one more scenario that I had here before we head into the second intermission is how about getting some kind of goalie in a trade, getting a top winger on an expiring contract, and then getting a first-round pick. I think, I mean, that's the minimum it's going to take to get John Gibson away from Anaheim. To me, minimum, you have to get a first-round pick back. That way they can have at least two first-rounders in this deep 2022 NHL draft. Am I implying that the Ducks should tank next season? Am I implying that maybe they should just hang on a little bit and let this rebuild just materialize? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, after the kind of season they had where they had the second worst record in the league and they actually dropped down in the draft, would it be the worst thing to have just one more year of this? Because, I mean, we're used to this by now. We're absolutely used to this down here in Southern California with both teams. I mean, look at Kings fans, look at Ducks fans. They're kind of going, yeah, we're resigned to this. Maybe the Kings will be better, but maybe not. The Ducks, they might be better, but how much better can they be from second worst in the entire NHL? So you've got to look at rebuilding. Do not use the word retool anymore, Bob Murray. Please don't do that. It's a rebuild. We're officially in rebuild mode and... For him to admit that it's going to take a little bit longer, at least he knows it's going to take longer. So if you're just going to do this, go full-blown rebuild, get a lot of draft picks, and go from there. 
the Ducks do not do bad in the NHL draft. They got Zegers, they got Drysdale. They know how to draft players clearly. So why not go that route instead? Okay, we're going to head into the second intermission. Those are all the scenarios scenarios that I had. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about in the third segment, so we'll just go from there. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk about... What are we talking about next? Oh, rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. And I'm glad we have this ad today. Um, a fellow host of mine really bugged me about replacing my windshield wipers. So I thought, okay, this is like personal story now. So I went to AutoZone and O'Reilly, or yeah, O'Reilly's, and looked at different parts that I might need for my car. The windshield wipers there were about 20 to 25 bucks each. Then I go to rockauto.com. How much for the good wipers? Six bucks. Yeah, you heard that right. Six bucks each with shipping. It's very cheap. You know how much money I would have saved by getting my front wipers and my rear wiper in store, it would have cost about 70 bucks. It is half of that on rockauto.com. So with shipping and tax, I'm saving over 50% in prices on rockauto.com just on this order alone. How do they do it? Well, one way they do it is they get parts directly from the manufacturer. So that's one way to cut out the middleman. They're also family-owned and operated. They know how to do business, and they know how to save you money. It's the same prices that they give for mechanics, you know, whether you're making $6 bucks a year and you're Corey Perry. Same prices for everybody. And you could save a ton of money by going to rockauto.com. In the how did you hear about us box, actually, it actually says, how did you hear about us? Type in Locked On Ducks. So once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. Yeah. All right. We'll be we'll be back after I'm really having fun here. I just love the fact that I saved that much money by going to Rock Auto. After the second intermission, we're just going to talk about whatever. So stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to keep this a short segment here. I want to remind you that this show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. I'll be doing a Locker Room tomorrow night at approximately, let's say, let's say 5.45 p.m. Pacific time is when I'll have my Locker Room as to not interfere with any of my fellow hosts locker rooms so once again that's the locker room app tomorrow night we'll talk i guess playoffs we'll talk food you know i know some of you have some hot food takes so definitely check us out tomorrow night that's friday at approximately 5 45 p.m pacific time since there is no hockey tomorrow why is there no hockey tomorrow because the new york islanders completed their win against the Boston Bruins. Yeah, the Islanders. The Islanders! They're the kings of the East again. And they're going to be facing the Tampa Bay Lightning again. So it's a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Final. But I want to talk about this Islanders series for a quick moment. 
Boston looked very injured. They looked tired. But you know who looked really good for the New York Islanders? And I know Ducks fans, you don't want to hear it, but you know who's been really good? Kyle Palmieri, former Anaheim Duck. Remember back in 2013, 2014, 2015, when Kyle Palmieri would come up clutch in the playoffs? He's doing it again. He's coming up clutch in these playoffs. He's got seven goals. Seven goals in two rounds so far in this playoffs. And he's still going. What a deal to swipe him from the New Jersey Devils and have him show up big in this playoffs once again. He played a very important role in last night's series-winning game. So the New York Islanders, they look good. But Kyle Palmieri, great to see him just resurrect himself a little bit and go on another team that's going to make a deep playoff run. He's seen this before. Palmieri has had deep playoff runs before. He has the experience with the Anaheim Ducks, so he knows what it takes. Frankly, I'm surprised that he hasn't scored more goals because even though his expected goals aren't as high as some of his teammates, I mean, the numbers that he's putting up in this playoffs alone, the hits look really good. The goals, I mean, there's a couple of just garbage goals in there, but man, he just looks fantastic. Once again, seven goals already this postseason. That leads the team. Yes, he's leading the team in goals in this playoffs. Seven. He's got nine points. The team leader for points is J.G. Pajot, who has 13 points, 10 assists. Yeah, some of those assists have gone to Kyle Palmieri. I mean, look at the number of goals for the team. It's coming from all directions. Kyle Palmieri has seven. Brock Nelson has six. Josh Bailey has five. Beauvillier has four. Like, it's scattered all around. But look at the way Kyle Palmieri has been playing. He's been doing it on the offensive end as far as the accuracy. His shooting percentage is 29%. That is easily the best on the team so far this playoff. He's looked tremendous. So, I honestly cannot wait to see what else he can do with the Isles this postseason. Because, you know, I mean... Once a duck, always a duck to some people, right? And a lot of Ducks fans, they want to see Kyle Palmieri win that elusive cup. I mean, yes, he's he's that kind of deserving player. And out of all the players that are left in the cup playoffs, I mean, Perry has won one, McElhaney's won, Maroon has won two in a row, Luke Shen has won, Carlson, Theodore Sherwood, like, I'm sure they all deserve it. But out of all the former Ducks left in the playoffs... You kind of want to root a little bit for Kyle Palmieri, don't you? So there you go. All right, we're just going to wrap this up quickly here. But a reminder that tomorrow, locker room, 5.45 approximately Pacific time. So keep that in mind by downloading. And yeah, download the locker room app on the iOS store and join me tomorrow. All right, uh, you could hear this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, or the new Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Uh, Sarah Avampato will be back maybe tomorrow if Vegas wins. She might be back tomorrow and we'll do our conference finals picks. And she will lament the fact that she got all four series wrong if that happens tonight. All right. Thank you all for listening. I very much appreciate it. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez reminding you to please... 
stay safe out there, wear a mask, get vaccinated. Please be kind to one another and ducks fly together. Thank you.